Welcome to the new episode of She Gets It Done. Make sure to hit subscribe, comment or like. We hope you love this week's episode. Enjoy! So, welcome to episode 3 of She Gets It Done. And today we're talking about if your dog is just not that into you and if you need to play a bit more hard to get. So, let's dive into it. Um, So, the whole your dog is not that into you I got that idea from you, Laura. Um, yeah. Um, we, I mean, and this is old. Like We talked about this a few years ago. And I think I was supposed to write a blog post about this all this time. And it still hasn't happened. <laughs> um, so we'll do a podcast instead. And then maybe I'll make it into a blog later on uh, and repurpose it. But yeah, um, what does that really mean? she's your dog is not that into you do you want to kick it off or you want me to do it yeah so this is a conversation we've had so many times because i don't know if you guys are aware but sana and i uh, we voice clip a lot when we're driving between clients and and so we like to talk about things we see and and and, and things that are recurrent and so this one yeah it, it comes it comes back quite a lot and um and yeah it's about sometimes when we uh, we get to clients and and people are like oh I don't know why my dog is not listening to me right now uh the first thing that comes to mind is that uh you're just talking to your dog all the time so uh <laughs> I don't know how to introduce that but yeah that, that's how it comes from the idea that you know why is your dog ignoring you yeah because he, he has access to you all the time like you're just calling them calling them and talking to them yeah. Um, so I think yeah, what we're so talking about, right, to, to explain a bit, um, is the dogs that are interested in you inside the house, but the moment you leave the house, they basically act like you don't exist, right? Those type yeah. of dogs. And um, what happens in the dog training world is that you get thrown the word engagement at you all the time so if your dog doesn't pay attention to you what will your dog trainer say needs more engagement right but what is engagement and why are you not getting it outside of the house even though your dog is engaged with you inside the house um i feel like yeah it's we talked about it just before we press the record button it's such a <laughs> hype. it's such a hype word at the moment engagement everyone wants yeah. the engagement with the dogs um, and I actually went to a dog training school once where I did a little bit of um, shadowing in my early days. And um, there was a puppy school, I think, a group class. And one of the dog owners was struggling with their dog. The dog was like, oh, everything else is more interesting. And instead of telling the owner what to do, the trainer in charge just said, engage your dog more about four times in a row and I was just like but how is that helping so I'm not going to say who that was and all that I mean we don't need no, to hate on other also, trainers but if you're a dog owner what does that you, mean yeah you hear yeah. the word engagement and you haven't studied dog behavior or you're not that like obsessed with dog training like we are to me like when I try to think as a regular person and I hear engagement to me it's like oh call your dog's name right? that's, that's the first thing that comes to mind engagement dog dog 
engage with me, you know? And like, that's what I'm doing to engage with my dog is I'm going to repeat my dog's name six times in a row. And yeah. that's going to engage it to, him, yeah. to me. Exactly. And I think what happens is because that is the concept of engagement to a lot of people, it turns into you are begging your dog for attention. And the more you beg your dog for attention, the less your dog is interested in you. And that's where this whole saying comes from, you know, right? Like when you're in high school and you really like this person, you got a crush on someone and you're doing literally everything to get their attention. And the more attention you give them, the less they are into you. And then what's the advice they always give in the high school music? Uh, not the high school music school <laughs> oh my god in the high school movies you have to play a bit of hard to get and then suddenly they want your attention so we need to apply that a little bit into dog training too so how yes. do that <laughs> how do we play hard to get with a dog that's always there exactly <laughs> maybe we need to first highlight how did we get to that point of that your dog is just not that into you, right? Because we're trying all these things that are achieving the opposite. So what are those things that you're doing that you think might be good, but are actually uh, doing the opposite of what you want? Counterproductive. Uh, well, first thing, calling your dog all the time for everything and anything. Yeah. So using your dog's name. Um, second, yeah. constant petting, yeah, as well. Touching, touching, touching that's a lot. Um, and oh, the one we were talking to about before is always noticing what the dog is doing, always remarking on it, always being aware of what dog is doing. I think that's a, something turns into you constantly talking because we can example yeah. it, right? Like how you did earlier when a dog is sitting outside and they're like, oh, what are you looking at, buddy? What's that? Is that a bird? Like your dog doesn't speak English they're not going to reply to you so you might as well have that conversation in your head instead of out loud and that way you don't become white noise to your dog because that's technically what's happening right you're talking so much all day long that your dog doesn't know when, when you're actually saying something important they just tune you out because you're just talking anyway so I might as well not listen except now when they do have to listen they don't realize it yeah yeah i think that's where we all get lost a little bit is that of course we take a dog to live with us because we want a companion and and it's actually really okay to talk to your dog like uh it, it's nice for a lot of people and, and you know especially people that live a bit alone you mm. want to go home and, and tell your dog about everything that you want but i think there's a there's a nice middle ground between always commenting like like you're some sort of radio commentator of your dog's life uh there's there's a difference between that and like sharing meaningful stuff with your dog when you talk to them so you know there's got to be there's got to be a middle ground so i think yeah the 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 fact that your dog is not that into you when you know when you go out of your house or when you go somewhere new sometimes yeah it comes from the fact that you talk so much all the time to them that if you go into a new environment and your dog is excited about something else 
whatever you be saying is like, yeah, but you're talking all the time. So this oh, no, is not no. important to me right now. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, like um, I explained that, that was good. So that mm -hmm. comes with excessive talking and excessive attention, I think, and too much access. So a lot of dogs, especially since COVID, have owners that work from home, which means your dog is often with you the whole day. Like how many of us have their dog in their office when they're working from home? Yeah, like yeah. that happens a lot. I'm not saying you can't have your dog in your office, like you can, but it's more that some dogs are literally glued to their owner. And if you have access the whole day to someone, then when they go out, they're like, oh, whatever, I can get you for free at home anyway. So now I can yeah, actually yeah. be entertained by everything else that's out there. Because when I get home, I have you. So I don't need to worry that I don't have you here. Yes, I feel mm -hmm. like we need to find a balance in that, that we say, all right, maybe two hours a day you go in a crate or I close my office door and you have the rest of the house if your dog can behave. Yeah, mm -hmm. and I'm just going to have some alone time. Or at least I think that's something that a lot of dog owners struggle with. Yeah, I think it's healthy. And, and, and yeah, if he... It is just to many people. It just doesn't even compute that you can be in the same house where your dog is and not be in the same room. Like this is that's something that's when you, I talk to people sometimes about, and they're like, "Oh, I didn't even think that was a possible thing." You know, if I'm home, my dog's there with me. Yeah, that's. Um, and sometimes yeah. it's funny. Like I, I did a post just yesterday about, "Oh, look, my dog is following me to the toilet." Right. Yeah. And that's, that's funny and it's okay it's not gonna make like a massive difference but if you can never go anywhere without your dog like I, I make that joke but at the same time Lennox who was the one that followed me in the toilet knew we were going for a walk the moment I was done so he was like oh my god let's go right but if if that was in the middle of the day he'd be sleeping on the couch and I can walk and I can go into the kitchen can walk through the house and he just stays on the couch and has his nap like he is yeah. not glued to me like velcro how some like I've, i know i've had clients that say that their dog even follows them into the bathroom when they're having a shower and they sit right in front of the shower like that's not okay tell your dog to piss off for a little while it's fine like they're not gonna die the 10 minutes you're in the shower you're like boundaries you don't need to be stuck to me all the time and like yeah I, for example my in my house right now i have three dogs none mm. of them is in the room and it's not forbidden the door is open but they don't like that the the sewing machines so oh, yeah. they don't come here but i also don't invite them in if i call them in they would come and be like oh please don't use the, the machine <laughs> but this is something that i raise them to be independent like that because of this because i want them to whenever i need them to listen to me it's special, yeah? It's like, oh, hey, sure. you want to come into the room? Oh my God, she's inviting me in. Yes, I'm coming, you know? So it's That's different. Fine. Less access creates that, um, that your dog will want to be more with you when you give them the access because it's like, oh, yay, she's talking to me now, cool. Yeah, isn't there the saying, like, absence makes the heart grow fonder? And we use yeah. it with usually, right? So 
if you're in a long-term relationship and your partner goes away for three days, which my partner just did actually, and he's just back yesterday, right? Then when they come back, you're like, oh my God, you're back. And you want to hang out and you want to do something. Whereas if you're just with each other all day, every day for a whole year, at some point you're like, oh yeah, I've seen your face enough. I love you. <laughs> But I need to break. You start taking them for granted. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's like I just want some me time, you know. And yeah. this might be your dog too. Oh my god, yeah. I just clicked on that. Maybe your dog just wants some me time, and that's why yeah. they're not engaged with you when they're out in the forest doing their own thing. Um, yeah. So that's something to consider. Um, I wanted to go back for a second to what you said at the beginning. Uh, over recalling and name use. Are you able to? explain that a bit more yeah so this is something um so when i was doing dog walking i did a lot of of groups group walks so lots of dogs off leash at the same time and the thing that i always um try to do is to last the longest possible time without calling anybody so right. i would go into a park with four five six dogs and my little personal little goal was to, all right, let's do something together with these dogs without me needing to calling them to me. And that was my challenge. And I did this challenge to myself because I have seen the way uh, uh, other people would walk their dogs would be, they would come into the park, free the dog, and then the dog would start running and within one second and i shit you not this is it's one second i'm not exaggerating the person starts calling the dog so the dog bolts out Whoa, I'm in the park. of course it goes really far within one second is super far so the owner starts getting worried so they start calling fido 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 and then if you start observing the whole walk of that dog will be hey hey come back oi hey and and so that's where the white nose noise comes back again because it's like now the walk of this dog is i get out of the car and all i hear is my name my name my name my name my name which i don't give a shit anymore because i want to see the other dogs and the flowers and and whatever mm. so so this is why yeah i think overusing name and recall the minute you get into the park it's like you're just ruining it right from the start like yeah save that one for a if, for if, a nice moment exactly if you're that unsure that your dog is gonna gap it put a long line on them and that way yeah. you know that your dog has some freedom you don't have to call them that often. i actually do say that in my recall class as well like call your dog maybe three or five times max in yeah. five minutes and then have five minutes of no recall and then repeat that again yeah, that yeah. Do one recall per minute which is you know if, if if your session is about recall i want my dog to be like aware of me like that's a good way to get yeah. reps in without pestering the dog because it does turn into freaking pestering it's like just leave me alone and that's why they start blowing you off because they start finding you annoying and also because this type of constant recalling constant <clears throat> use of the name be becomes meaningless because there's actually no consequence 
for not doing anything about that. So the dog's going to hear their name, but nothing gets done because it's already like 100 meters away anyway. Yeah. So there's no consequence for not coming back. I hear my name 10 times anyway. So why, you know, why should I come the second time or the first time? It's just, I'm going to hear it the whole time anyway. This is how my walk goes. Um. So yeah, so that... Again, that... it's a white noise again. Yeah, right? again. Like, I mean... And it also, I think it kills the fact that... So when you start calling your dog repeatedly, I think it also uh it's it also projects insecurity mm. um yeah. and like so on top of that white noise that you're making that your dog's not really like caring about mm. you're also like emanating an energy of someone that doesn't know what's going on like and 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 yeah i'm I, I don't like to go into the whole leadership be a leader but that's exactly yeah, what, that's what like you you're not doing right now you are like this weird thing making lots of noise that doesn't know what's going on in the park so why would your dog be like oh yeah she needs something nah because all they hear is like come 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 yeah yeah i really like that you brought that up because i think a really good one to swap that around is if you put your dog on a long line they can do their own thing you don't have to call them. You don't have to worry that they run off. And then you flip it on them where you don't call them. But if they come back to you from their choice, you reward them for it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like your dog is like sniffing the bushes and doing all that. And then they turn around, they look at you and they're like, oh, shit, you're here too. And then you're like, yes, I'm here. Come and get yeah. a reward for that. And then what you'll yeah. find is that your dog naturally starts checking in with you because they're like oh we're here together and you're not pestering me the whole time so maybe i should listen when you do call me yeah so i, I really like that you brought that up yeah. leadership and over calling because that it your dog is just sick of hearing your voice which sounds yeah, and but it is <laughs> it becomes so meaningless and it's like what the the walk for a dog that gets called a lot hmm. the is they're so disconnected to their owners that yeah that they start thinking that the walk is me running around checking out everything and mm -hmm. then eventually my owner catches me somehow but yeah. if you start doing what you what you explained about the long line and that letting your dog finally figuring out that coming back to you is actually more more fun mm -hmm. then your walk start becoming a team thing it's like oh when we go out on walks I check in with my owner. They give me three, so they throw me a stick or a ball or, you know, anything mm. that you do with your dog, then without, like, pestering them, becomes a teamwork. It's like, that's what we do. We that's do that. We, yeah, yeah. That's why we have that little bit of heart to get. We're just going to be like, you know what? We'll just ignore you. But once you give me attention, you get some from us. You know that instead exactly. of you begging for the attention, your dog going like, meh. It's like, no, this is how you can be more part of us as a team. Yeah, exactly. You want to be a team. But it does mean you just need to not go too fast. If you're worried that your dog is going to check out on you, then you can't go off lead. Simple as that. And I guess it's also figuring out where are you going with your dog? Like, even if I would go to a dog park with my dogs, which I never do, 
because I don't like it. But if I would with Zelda, not with Lennox, even I would probably at the beginning need to work through that. Like she never goes there. So for her to go to a park where there's 20 other dogs, she's going to be initially like, fuck you, mom. This is so exciting. And then I need to give her that few minutes. And then she's like, oh, okay, cool. We're here together. Yeah, but um, again, I never take it to something like that. So that would be her ultimate. Oh, this is tricky to listen to mom still, right? But we need to work up to that. You can't just go from in your living room to a crowded beach and hope that your dog think, finds you the most interesting because you're not. You're not the most interesting if there's dead fish and other dogs and people and someone having a picnic on the ground. Like, that's all really interesting. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, work at your own level and, and yeah, do it gradually. Like, I, I remember with my dog, I didn't let Toki go completely off leash until I think he was almost one. The mm. first time he did a Same complete off leash. And you know what? Like, he's nine years old now, and he has the best off-leash recall I've ever seen so far mm-hmm. and that I've ever created because I I helped doing that. And when people ask me what I did, I had my dog on a long line for a long time. And it was drill, drill, drill. When we go out, you're with me. When you go out, you come back. When we go out, you like I ignore you, but if I call you, you come back. Things like that. Yeah. And now it's just automatic. So and he yeah, checks you in with you. It's just like, oh yeah, cool. We're here together because yeah. she committed that once. It checks and, in all the time. And he didn't learn that running off was worth it. Yeah, it was never worth it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, because he didn't get the opportunity. Oh yeah, well, but that's, you know, no, but that's yeah. You set them up for success. So in 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 his position, the way I raised him, it was like that. Like running off from me just never happened. And because it never happened, he was never able to compare something better than coming back to me. Coming back to me was always the better option that he was given. Yeah. So yeah, if 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 people are listening and they're starting with a puppy. Like I urge you to like do that, do the be the better option that your puppy's gonna get. Exactly. Even though it's so tempting to go to the beach and let them play with all those dogs, you're literally teaching your dog if you run off and you have so much fun with that other dog, and I call you 20 times, but you don't have to come back, that's like a massive learning point for your dog that they can ignore you. Yeah, it's like it's the same with dogs eat from the countertop, like your kitchen countertop. If they manage to steal a steak from there, they're going to be like, hey, you know what? That's going to be worth it. I'm going to try that again because you basically gave him the jackpot. And the same with it, if a dog runs off on the beach and they're going to have fun with other dogs and you're standing there like, oh, don't and nothing happens. They're just like, oh. I can just come back whenever I want to. And then we just carry on our walk. Nothing happened, you know? So, yeah, just, you just can't compete with that. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. So yeah, you got to find a way to be in places where you can ignore your dog to the point where your dog remembers that, 
oh wait they're not calling me i want to see what they're doing because they haven't called me in such a long time and then they come to you you know what i do like to do and I, i call that my oh shit moment i love to give the dogs an oh shit moment where they're off lead you know when they get to that point that you're off lead and you're in a quiet area where there's no one else and they're like off gallivanting and you hide (gasps) and you hide behind a tree or something but you can still see your dog but they turn around and they go oh shit where's my mom and and you just see them kind of go frantic and then they'll find you right because either you come out or they use their nose whatever it is but that's a really good moment for your dog to realize i better pay attention because they just disappeared on me yeah and i mean don't do that too early please because some dogs will be like in a safe place in a safe environment check the room um but that's I, I find that's a really good way as well to to make sure that your dog realizes oh I better keep checking in um, yeah I actually had a client once that had a, a dog that was really really good off leash mm-hmm. until there's another dog in the park and then there was no one and then one time we went to a park and I put that dog in a really really long line because I wanted to see kind of yeah. what the dog would do and then so the dog bolted as expected and we had him on a really really long line so eventually he got to the end of the line and and i said to the owner all right leave the line there and let's let's move along and like we changed ways and i shit you not the dog came running back to the exact place where the owner was when they left like so when the dog bolted out and we moved away the dog came back and he was like where's my owner and that's the moment where i said to the owner oh you never trick your dog your dog thinks you're always gonna be where where you were and i was like i never do that so for me it's really weird but i was like you never trick your dog like you never change directions and she's like no i just stay here so i make sure that my dog knows where i am when they finally decide to come back exactly so stop it up again this is a matter of hard to get playing it's like you know what i don't care where you are i'm gonna get out of here and you'll see you know and exactly if you bolt out on me i'm not gonna be there when you come back so you better pay attention to where i'm gonna go because i won't be in the same spot i like that one i do it all the time always in a safe environment obviously but say, this do, is do this a constant park yeah. or a busy park or yeah. a busy yeah. beach like a place where i've done this a fenced dog park and there was no one but there's lots of trees in it there was like a hired one the one on sniff spot which was great you know like yeah. spots like that um yeah again safe environment disclaimer disclaimer if i knew how to do it right i don't know how to do it i would now say disclaimer and it would pop up here but i don't know how to video edit it so (laughs) exactly red banner only in a safe environment so just imagine it's there guys (laughs) um all right so that's the oh shit moment so do we have some other tips that will help with increased engagement when you're out and about with your dog uh we were talking about food um i like to use food when i'm out and about with dogs 
not as a food dispenser. So here, I think this is a difference. Yeah, food dispenser to me is the same as repeating the name, repeating the name. It just becomes meaningless. Like after giving your dog five treats, your dog's like, yeah, whatever. I'd rather go and run after a rabbit, you know, because I'll come back and you give me food anyway. That's it. So, yeah. So make the dogs work for their food. Make your food meaningful when you go out. So um, one thing I like to do is, for example, when I'm going to start my walk, I get my dogs to be nice and calm and I give them a treat. And it's kind of like going, there's more of these mm. for anyone that behaves really good and comes check on me. There will be more of those. So I give one each and then I'm like, okay, off you go. And then the dogs are excited. They explore and I don't call. And because I don't call, I don't give treats like a candy shop because they're doing their thing. And I, as long as it's safe and there's nothing around that I can like just let them, mm. I don't give food. If they come, I will give some, but not all the time. It's not a constant for from me. Yeah. And then after that, uh, if you guys, uh, anyone checks my Instagram, you see that I do a lot of these photos where all the dogs are like dropping and, and posing. This yeah. is my work for food right. moment. Exactly. So during every walk that I do, there is a moment where I sort of get the dogs to work together. They all have to sit and drop next to each other, which sometimes is not as easy as it seems. Mm -hmm. And for that exercise, I give food. So yeah. that's that. That's the earning point. And then after that, I'll let them run. But yeah, I use that food for meaningful interaction. Yeah, and that's like you can easily change that up. Instead of putting all your dog's kibble in the food bowl, you could say, all right, I put half of the kibble in the bowl and the other half is going on a walk with me and my dog has to work for that. So I'm more relevant to my dog. And it could be a sit, it could be a touch, it could be a high five, it could be a, all right, let's walk loose lead for a bit. It could be a recall. It doesn't have to all be sits and downs and boring shit. It can be whatever you want. You want to teach a dog a spin? All right, teach him a spin on a walk, right? But it's about that your dog, yeah. learns, oh, I need to interact with my owner. And that's how I get more food. Right, that's how you become more meaningful to your dog and you have meaningful interactions instead of just yeah, being a treat dispenser. Yeah, exactly. And like because we we always associate food rewards with coming back from the recall. And mm -hmm. and when when new owners start walking their dogs, that's when they reward their dog. That's when they use their treat. And I fear like that just becomes the, the treat dispenser thing. Like the dog comes, gets food, goes back out. So yeah, that's, if I, I try to, yeah, I try to front finish because of that. Because I want the dog to come right into the owner and then you can have a sit or you can grab their collar or they have to stay and then they can have a food reward until they are released. Then they can go back doing what they want to do. Because that what you just said, that happens quite a bit. Like a dog runs in, gets a treat, runs straight off. It's like, well, I'm not out here handing free food, you know, like, yeah, I agree with you there. Yeah. And I think, and it just becomes that. It's like, oh, I get food when I come back and then I go out. But I like to really build what you were saying, like using that food 
during the walk, but to do other stuff, not just to reward a recall. So for example, I like to make my dogs climb on things. That's like, this is the thing. That's the thing we do. Like, so we will be in a park and I see a big rock and I'm like, okay, pop, 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 pop. And like the first dog will come up and he gets a reward because yeah, you were you were the first one. And then the other dog's gonna be like, oh, I want a reward too. He climbs on the rock. Now I have two dogs on the rock. Mm-hmm. I give them food for that. And then we keep walking. And so that's when I like to I like to teach the dogs that doing things with me or for me doesn't matter, but like doing things together that yeah. are sort of out of the uh, just walking mm-hmm. gives more food. So it's not just coming back. It's just like oh just you know do a drop and then you know yeah climb climbing on thing is like it's really my thing i love that i just Which do it all the time confidence builder i love i love doing that as well it's great yeah. yeah um another one that i love to say um i've got that from the do- um the monks of new book and that's a 24-hour vow of silence which is harder for you than for your dog and it literally means you cannot speak to your dog for 24 hours. Not to say to bed, not to say food. You use your body language only. Like your dog knows that when you bend down and pick up their food bowl, it's food time. You don't need to tell them, are you hungry? Are you is it dinner time? Like they know. Yeah. So it's all about 24 hours. Say nothing to your dog. I can guarantee you the moment you open your mouth, your dog will be listening. Because they're like, oh, yeah. God. What what's this about? I better be listening. Yeah. Again, and you know if you want. <laughs> you know what that creates too? The the not talking to your dog for a long time. It creates more awareness of what you're doing with your body. Very because true. I think when we talk too much to our dogs all the time, like when we're always doing the commentating thing, like, hey, oh, oh, so you're hungry. Oh, so you want to sit here, so you want to go there we're not aware of all the gesturing that we're doing and all the movements that we're doing. And uh, I don't know if people are aware of this, but dogs are really good at observing like body. So look at our faces. They can see that we're smiling or frowning. They look at our hands. They look at the shoulder gait. Yeah. They look at the way we stand. Do we stand here? Do we stand there? All of that, they pay really, really careful attention to all that. And so when we're talking to them all the time, like we will be moving, we will be like this, we will be like that. And all all of that is like actual signs that we're sending to the dogs that mean nothing. It's like we're talking gibberish with our body. And so when you stop talking with your mouth, suddenly you become more aware of what gestures you're doing because if that's the only way you want to communicate with your dog then now you're more aware so now you're gonna be like if your dog's jumping on you you're gonna be like this or if you want your dog to go to the crate you're gonna send them away with your hand whatever or like with me it's my eyes yeah wherever i'm looking that's where my dogs are going if i'm in my house and i send them somewhere i'm gonna be like and they go. I don't need to tell them anything because that's what I've built. Yeah. I'm not saying everybody has to do that, but it works. Like it's if you stop talking to your dog so much, they really look at your at what you're doing with your body. Definitely. Yeah. So the other one, other tip we already said, rewarding natural check-ins. 
and ignoring your dog a bit more often. Like your dog yeah. doesn't need to get the attention all the time when they want it. You can make your dog wait. If your dog comes up with a ball while you're in a meeting, tell your dog to fuck off and come back later. Yeah. You know what I do when I'm like, if I'm busy and a dog brings me a ball and like, I take the ball and I'm like, to the shelf it goes and don't fuck with me. You know, like I'm busy. So yeah, the ball disappears. And now my dog is like, oh, shit. You know, and what happens after that? They don't bring me a ball anymore because what happens? If they bring me a ball, I put it away. <laughs> You're, the grinch. You're the grinch of dogs. I know. I'm mean. I'm the queen of mean. No, because but... that what happens is your dog stops begging you for attention. And then what can you do? You can take that ball when it works for you because now you know, hey, my dog wants to play with the ball. So now I'm going to pick it up. And I decide, all right, let's play with the ball, buddy. And mm -hmm. now you like hard to get. No, I don't yes. have to right now. All right, now we can do it. You create value in you. I know it sounds like you're an absolute bitch to your dog, but that's not what we're trying. I'm not, we're not trying to tell you here, be a be a bitch to your dog. It's just put in some boundaries and you will reap the benefits. Yeah, and be available. Yeah. So, and I think I like to contrast not being available at home where I am accessible, hmm. so that when I go out in okay. the world, then I am super available, super accessible. So, for something that my dogs will do in the house, like coming to me, bringing me a ball, hmm. getting, trying to get a pet, I would totally ignore this in the house. So that when I go out and they do the same, they bring me a ball or they want a pat, then I give them attention then. And they're like, oh my God, it's working. She's giving us attention. But for this to work, you really need to be like, yeah, be less accessible at home where it's easy. So that when it's not easy, your dog is happy that you're giving them that attention. So just create that thing. That's it. And that's I think, it. I think that's it. That's it. Yeah, I think yeah. we covered of it Good. and we There's have less than a minute left about. and we have less than a minute left so let's do the outro then i think that was that was all we needed to say um yeah. thank you so. so much for listening subscribe like our instagrams i'll link it in the subscription and i hope you enjoyed if you don't understand something comment if you like yeah. it comment if you hated it comment like do something yeah, yeah and try happy to help happy to comment happy to talk some more happy yep. to explain things you didn't understand all good all right <laughs> thank you so much and we'll see you next time bye, bye.